Hey all you space cats, it's your favorite underground artist here, Mitch Miller, and you're listening to the Black Hole Podcast, Season 5. This is Episode 8 of Trafnet. Um, It'll be the season finale. And, uh, you know, I'll go into what we're going to get into in the new year. Hopefully it'll be a lot more quicker episodes instead of spacing them out by a month. But I'll get into that later. But it was a simple idea, right? Uh, Magnets on the back of people's vehicles that kind of summarized where they were heading. And this would streamline traffic and uh, save emissions, save fuel, uh, and, you know, be... and save time for people who get stuck in traffic every day going commuting to work. Uh, so when I came up with this idea on this platform, I wrote to governments, I wrote to the Department of Transportation, I wrote to sports teams thinking after games we could clean up the traffic situation a little bit. But the first, uh, I think, entity I wrote to was Google and I said this before earlier in an earlier episode. I wrote to Google. Um, you know, I have a lot of ideas if I were the CEO of Google, uh, but mostly I would focus first uh, on the on their mapping system. They have one of the best mapping systems on the planet, thanks to satellites and all kinds of technology. And so, if I had uh, if I could oversee their mapping system. What I would do with their mapping system is, and it relates to the TrafNet type of scenario, is uh, I would allow people to virtually build sustainable infrastructure uh, street by street, farm by farm, city by city, town by town, village by village. Um, Take a cul-de-sac, for example. You have a group of people living on a cul-de-sac. Maybe one house would be perfect for solar panels and another house has a nice shaded area where you could put a storage shed and put some battery banks out in that storage shed and we could install a smart transformer on this street or this cul-de-sac to coordinate all these different energy inputs and feed that into the grid but mostly to energize that street or that cul-de-sac so what I'm saying is uh, experts and laymen or and women uh, could coordinate using this mapping system, and we can we can fund studies to see where the best places for these things are. Uh, we could vote on things uh, street by street. You know, if it makes sense, hey, that gets a lot of sun. That roof gets a lot of sun through the day. You could talk to contractors who put the roof on. Yeah, we had high sun for most of the day. Uh, so you don't have to necessarily fund uh, studies, but maybe um, college students and things like that would volunteer if we had a coordinated system like this to do those studies very cheaply or for next to nothing. So that's the idea. You have a mapping system. You already mapped out rail lines and streets and sidewalks and all kinds of other infrastructure uh, we can map out the uh, the electrical infrastructure, and we can start to build the smartest grid on the planet in the United States um, and elsewhere. So, you know, that that's 
the gist of what I would do with a mapping system like this. And it could even be used even going further out from that. People who take, uh, have travel from New York City to Chicago two or three times a year could, uh, you could have a res reservation system where you would say, this many people want a bullet train from New York to Chicago. And, um, could reserve, a a spot on there could even invest some money into building that bullet train. And that's, that's the thing I'm talking about here is smart, smart infrastructure, but sustainable infrastructure. And here's the deal here. You know, these energy companies are for profit. Uh, companies like Google are for profit. They're, they are going to build, uh, and here's another example of what I'm talking about, this mapping system. Maybe uh, one farm is good for solar panels, while another would be better for wind turbines. Uh, and it depends on how close they are to the main power lines, things like that. But the thing is, they're for, the energy companies are for-profit companies. They're going to field studies that figure out where to put a solar array that's going to be the most profitable for them. It's not going to be the most intelligent, the mo the smartest place to put a solar array. It's going to be the strategic location that gets them the most amount of profit. So if we had like this open source mapping system where people can point and click on the map and say, what if I put a solar panel here? What does that do for our hypothetical virtual smart grid on this street or this neighborhood? What if I move it over here and they could play with that? online and see what the maximum amount of uh, of output would be and we could build this smart grid uh, for the new energy era and you know you could have you could invest privately private citizens could invest in this infrastructure and then have free energy for years and years and years with minimal investment um, and we could have engineers we can have experts and just regular people coming together, coordinating using this massive platform, uh, and building a smart, sustainable energy grid. So uh, so I, if you work at Google, um, I think everybody at Google should be able to vote on who their CEO is. So if you work at Google, vote for me for CEO. I have a ton of ideas, again, that I, I haven't put on these uh, podcasts. Uh, I keep a journal. I have some of it, you know, on that journal, but not all of it. A lot of it I keep in my up in my brain because I feel that's the safest place uh, when you've been through institutions and things like I have where a prison guard can come in and read anything you've written down. You tend to keep most of your good ideas up in your head. So I have them. Uh, vote for me for CEO. Uh, you know, I have a friend that's a chef for the Google headquarters here in Pittsburgh. Uh, he says that the, they pay really well their dishwashers. So maybe I could get a job as a dishwasher. You could vote me in as a dishwasher. I could get a job at Google as a dishwasher. That's right, folks. It's a Cinderella story. Uh, age 40, he gets a job as a dishwasher. Works his way up to CEO of Google. Cinderella story, real Cinderella story. Uh, but seriously though, I mean, Apple has a mapping system. They're building an office right around the corner from my house. 
Maybe they could use me as a project coordinator and deliver this mapping system. Uh, but they're probably not. These companies are waiting to for for-profit companies to come to them and um, use their mapping systems to make more profit for those few executives. Uh, you know, so we have that to compete against. You know me, if I'm CEO of, of Google, I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to deliver what I'm saying, and we'll figure it out, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably a lot cheaper than most CEOs. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so that's it, a mapping system for sustainability. I don't know why we don't have one. Well, I do know why we don't have one. Everything's profit-motivated instead of uh, save the planet from global warming-motivated. And uh, this could really change things, uh, an, an open source mapping system. So if you have a mapping system uh, you'd like to bring me on to deliver this, I think together we could work together and really, really do this. Um, so, uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Some of these I put notes down and others I don't. You can probably tell the difference because I think I have a lot more ums in there if I don't make notes which probably is annoying to some that listen to my podcast. Check out the International Peace Treaty, folks, on the Mitch for Mayor website. That's Mitch, the number four mayor website, Mitch for Mayor. Under the Periscope tab, check out the International Peace Treaty. We're going to end all deadly war on this planet by resolving uh, disputes and... Uh, conflicts using compressed air-powered paintball doling pistols. It's a interesting idea. Check out the peace treaty. Let me know what you think. Uh, so tune in uh, for the next season, season six. Uh, I'm going to try to launch my music career. Since I'm not going to wait around to be CEO of Google, I don't think I'm going to get voted in there. Maybe the investors will vote for me. Who knows? I'm going to try to launch my music career, and you know this is going to be interesting. I've written a script. We're going to read that on the first uh, episode, and uh, I'm, I'm inviting my friend and uh, graphic design and music collaborator to join in on the po podcast. So if you get sick of just hearing my voice, this one will be more interesting. There will be two of us talking. I'm um, going to try to launch my music career. I haven't sang since the first season when I was a coal miner uh, singing a little Johnny Cash. I might have sang on a Halloween episode, but other than that, I haven't sang on this podcast. So you're going to hear some singing in the next uh, season, and um, that should be should be interesting. So I'm going to close out. Uh, no sponsors on this finale uh, I want to close by talking about my parents' dog, Maggie, who was laid to rest today uh, around 2 o'clock after a struggle with uh, congestive heart failure. Um, she was a great dog. Uh, first three years of her life were in horrendous conditions. My parents rescued her, gave her a great place to live for eight years. She was a big supporter of this podcast. Um, she was present during some of the readings of, uh, my novel Femme Party, which was season two of this podcast. Uh, I read some of the, those chapters at my parents' house where her and, uh, and their other dog was, 
Um, and uh, the rest I did also in my dining room. And that's where I primarily do my podcast now. Now, the first season, I was a coal miner. I was doing it in my car after each shift so I could remember what I did that day. Uh, but now I do it um, in my dining room here um, on a dining room table I built out of American wormy chestnut. It's a wood that had a blight. It came from a house in Utica, an old house in Utica. Uh, the wood did and uh, was able to obtain that and build a, a nice dining room table. So that's where I do this podcast from. Maybe I might try to get on the next season some video of us doing the podcast. Uh, some of it will be in my dining room. Some of it might move over to Williamsport where I'll be meeting my friend uh, Bill Earl, who will be joining us on the next season. But uh, uh, closing out, you know, Maggie was a great dog, and uh, my podcast producer Zelda and I will raise a a glass of Maggie tonight. And um, thanks for listening. Again, vote for me for CEO of your mapping system and um, join us next season for uh, for the Black Hole Podcast. Thanks for listening and take care.